All right, everybody. What's going on? This is hardly any hesitation. Co-host Fro with his solo show, The Fro You Know. What's happening? What's cracking? What's crack-a-lacking? This might sound a little bit different. I had some extreme technical difficulties. Couldn't get into the office tonight, so episode might sound a little different, but just bear with me. That's okay. Um, Someone's getting fired. That's all I know. That's all we can really know for certain is that someone's getting fired because this is unacceptable. And seeing as the keys to the company are in my possession, just an intern might have, uh, you know, left a piece of audio equipment out of the package or a certain employee, she who shall not be named. It's okay. We'll get on. We will survive. All right, so without hardly any hesitation, let's jump right in. All right, first and foremost, the things that we need to talk about are these beautiful NBA playoffs as they have not disappointed, okay? I have been waiting for this moment because the truth of the matter is I watched very little NBA this year. It's because, well, frankly, it was unwatchable. You get what I'm saying here, guys? I mean, heck, if you're listening to this show, you probably watch sports on a regular basis. And you saw how terrible and untenable the NBA had become this year. I think it's because of injuries and and perhaps political misgivings. I don't know. That's not what I'm here to discuss. All I'm discussing is NBA playoffs and what a beautiful sight it is. I mean, we start off the week earlier with these playoff games that both So and I covered on our Tuesday episode of Hardly Any Hesitation Sports, episode 49. Go check that out. So we previewed the NBA playoffs, but now this is being recorded Saturday, will be released probably Sunday morning. We've seen some games and And we've seen how things have developed. And let me tell you something. I could not be more excited. I'm having a blast, man. I'm having a grand old time. This is what I miss about the NBA. Games actually matter. Okay. We saw first, obviously, the Pacers destroying the Hornets. A lot of fun there. But then, of course, the Celtics tight game with the Wizards. A lot of fun, man. A lot of fun there. And then, of course, we also had the Grizzlies bumping up the Spurs. And then the game of the weekend so far, the Lakers playing the Golden State Warriors. How much fun was that? LeBron buzzer beater, fingers in the eyes, getting punched in the face by his old comrade, Draymond Green. Boy, I love the NBA. This is what gets me jacked up. I'm going to be really honest with you. This is what gets me jacked up. Now, I'm going to hop off my LeBron soapbox for a minute. I'm not going to talk about that, which he that was a flagrant foul, by the way. By and large, flagrant foul if I've ever seen one. Can we talk for just a minute about Steph Curry's MVP race? Because I'm going to be really honest with you. If you don't make the playoffs, I don't think you can be an MVP. 
Honest. Hey, now, is the guy a transformational shooter? Absolutely. Ball handling skills, his ability to finish under the rim with these crazy layups. The guy is insanely talented. That's never been up for debate. However, MVP, I just don't see it this year, man. I really don't. I think it's anyone's race to win at this point. I really had LeBron early in the season. Again, bias. However, I think he's just a more complete player. And he's he's the only seventh seed favored against a two seed. And I think, what was it, 20 some odd years? Like, this is uncanny. We are in uncharted waters at this point. And I think the Lakers, gentlemen, sweep the Suns. No disrespect. Only way this could go to six is because of Chris Paul. Honest. Honest. Because if we're going to be really honest, Chris Paul is the only addition onto a team who couldn't even sniff the playoffs last year. I don't think it's much of a competition. I really don't. So I guess that can be the first matchup we analyze outside of Golden State's 25 turnovers in two games between both Draymond Green and Steph Curry. A couple of bums over there. Golden State, I can't wait to see this blow up. Steph Curry's gone after this year. Watch, 2022 free agency going to be a banger. Anyways, you don't want to hear So's comments about this. Boy, will he get hot. I love it. Guy gets fired up over Golden State. Anyways, Phoenix Suns, LA Lakers, game tonight. Obviously, this is being aired Sunday. So, 523. I could not be more excited. ABC primetime. This is what playoff basketball is all about, man. I'm talking proverbial passing of the torch. We have the greatest player ever in LeBron James playing probably the MVP of this season, Chris Paul. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. A lot of young talent, a lot of healthy rosters at this point. I'm just really excited to see the potential of the NBA. I think the Suns are one of those up-and-coming teams, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Staying in the West, we had Denver play Portland tonight. Boy, yo, was this a lot of fun at the end. Now, obviously, we've got some injuries in that Kentucky boy, Jamal Murray, is not playing for the Nuggets. Got hurt, obviously, so we can't really... I don't know, this this series might be skewed in that regard, so take that at what you will. But Aaron Gordon looked good. Michael Porter Jr. ball out, 25 points, man. Nine boards. I mean, the kid's a player. But then the, the crown jewel, dude, let me tell you, that man, Nikola Jokic, he might be the MVP after this. But 34 points. 16 rebounds. I, I Like, guys, like, he is getting it done. But speaking about getting it done, let me tell you, Mr. MVP, Mr. Hustle, Damian Lillard, 34 points, 13 assists, two boards. I, I, I mean, the guy's unconscious. He's unconscious, hitting 40% from the three-point line. And then those two shots at the end of the night, are you kidding me? It was gross. 
It was gross, man. Damian Lillard is a bad dude. And 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 I really like this Portland team. Very feisty. Very feisty team. Now, I don't know if they can withstand the Nuggets in a seven-game series. I'm going to be really honest. However, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. This is a very exciting. I know I've said excited a lot already, but this is this is a very exciting series to me. Matchup to watch, man. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and Ness Cantor. I think that's just going to be feisty. It already looked feisty already. I'm having a lot of fun with that one. I really enjoyed that watch tonight. And then my probably my favorite watch of the night, the Clippers playing the Dallas Mavs. And, dude, it, can we just coronate Nick, uh, our boy Luka Doncic already? It is unconscious tonight. 31 points, 10 boards, and 11 assists. 30-point triple-double. Uh, the guy's unreal. He's really doing it out there by himself, too. And I know you guys are going to want to attribute, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr., really? His number two scorer, Dorian Finney-Smith? Come on, Chris Stapps, 14 points? We got to do better than that. 14-4, and four, that, that's not, that's no good for anybody. Leading rebounder on the Mavs, is Luka Doncic. Come on. That can't happen. We can't have this continue. Nah. This won't win the series. That won't win the series. Tight games like this not going to win the series. I'm sorry, but it's it's unreasonable to ask Luka to do absolutely every single thing. So I'm not going to get too ahead of my skis, I'd say, but... Watch Luka Doncic in this playoff series. I don't know. I bet a lot of money on this, both so and I. We bet a lot of money on the Mavs taking this one under six. Watch out. Watch out. But on the other side of the ball, the Clippers, man, just chemistry looked a little lost tonight, if I'm going to be really honest. Kawhi on the floor, plus, minus, minus 15. Okay, obviously very useful to the Clippers tonight but what I mean to say by all of this is I still don't know what their chemistry is okay 26 10 and 5 it's a pretty healthy stat line but our boy Paul George just kind of lost I don't know what was going on we don't really have cohesiveness you know and and it's guys like Zubak who are only coming on for 20 minutes but then we got Marcus Morris hitting a whole 33 minutes. I'm just a little confused. Too many minutes perhaps for Rondo as well. A whole 24. So just something to watch here. I really think Luka is just going to pull this away. This is his coronation year. I think LeBron, we could almost see a step back next year. Luka Doncic is quickly becoming not only my favorite player in the league, but I also think the best player in the league so just something to watch out for obviously needs to improve on the defensive end but the west looks good the west looks good one more series in the west obviously we need to cover the utah jazz and the memphis grizzlies now they haven't played yet they will be playing tonight sunday the 23rd and this is kind of my least interested 
series in the West. I think the other three are going to be a lot of fun, very explosive. But as far as this matchup, just kind of boring to me. Not that I don't love John Morant and what he did to Steph and those Warriors, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed watching that. But I, I just, it's the least interesting one to me. Utah is boring to me. I can't get behind it, man. I don't know what it is. And I know the the crazy jerseys and, yeah, they have a lot of talent and everything like that. The core around them's pretty good. But I don't know. I just can't do it, man. Donovan Mitchell just, I don't know. He just really doesn't excite me. Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, like, uh, it just it just is not for me. It's really not for me. So, I'm I'm pretty excited for a John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson, young up and coming Grizzlies team to just kind of make a splash, maybe stretch this thing out to six, maybe I don't know. I think the Jazz are a very disciplined team. They're upset as to how they lost last season to the kind of the Cinderella story Nuggets. Well, Cinderella story would be the Heat. Come on, Crow. Anyways, you get what I'm saying here, but not that interested in this one. All right, now let's cut to the Eastern Conference. And number one versus number eight, we have the Philly 76ers versus So's Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, I'm attributing the Washington Wizards to you can have them. But the, this Wizards team, we, we never expected to be in this position you know they creep their way into the playoffs so I really don't expect anything out of this I think this is a gentleman's sweep if not a sweep Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have seemingly hit their stride under Doc Rivers so this is a scary team coming out of the east I'm not gonna lie to you and just to be real frank the the Wizards have no chance here Let's just be honest. This is a doldrum franchise. Bradley Beal, Russ Westbrook. I I can't even get excited about this one. I'm not going to pretend. All right. And then what I'm kind of excited about is the New York Knicks playing the, the Falcons, the Hawks. Again, I think this is just very similar to kind of what I was talking about with the Phoenix Suns playing the Lakers. Like, this could be the potential of the league. I really like the Suns, and I really like the Knicks and the Hawks. Now, really like might be a little bit strong. I might just be talking out of my butt right here. But, I don't know, Knicks, core young talent, kind of interesting. I've always been a really big Julius Randle fan, and he's coming to his own this year. So, I'm really excited to see what they do with that young core talent there in New York, plus New York basketball, uh, not too much better than that. But Trey Young has blossomed into the elite scorer. We knew he was. His passing's come along, plus with him grabbing Clint Capella this season. They're a better team. They're feisty, but we can see the drop-off. You know what I mean? The Mavericks are the fifth seed in the West, whereas the Hawks are the fifth seed in the East. Clear drop-off, clear discrepancy in between the West and the East. And I really hate to acknowledge it, but honest, let's be really honest with one another. The Mavs would sweep the Hawks. 
then the, then you look at the four seed. The Clippers would sweep the Knicks. So I don't really think it's close. And then we have what was a great game today. This was a really fun watch, and this was the Bucks playing the Heat. Okay, now Milwaukee edges them out in OT, one hundred nine to one hundred seven. A whole mess of fun. This was a lot of fun to watch. Okay, I love this rivalry that's seemingly come about. It's been a lot of fun. 17 lead changes. Are you kidding me? 16 times the game was tied. This is a vicious game. This is a vicious game. And it's coming down to the rebounding. Giannis looked really good in the paint tonight. I'm going to be honest with you. 18 boards for the big boy today. So what are the key takeaways from this game? Well, Obviously, get to your TV screen Monday night because this is must-watch basketball. But also in that, Chris Middleton and Goran Dragic were the two leading scorers for their respective teams. Interesting. Interesting. Getting a lot of hustle hero ball out of Jimmy Butler as he led his team in blocks and assists. But just something to pay attention to. Something to pay attention to. Don't expect this to continue. Don't expect this to continue. Jimmy Butler's going to take over this series. And I had a long conversation with Sol this morning about this game. And just, just pay attention. Could be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of fun. I really like this series. I don't know which way it goes quite yet. I don't know which way it goes. And then that brings us to our last series in the East. And that is Brooklyn Nets playing the Boston Celtics. I don't really think anyone expects Boston to, well frankly, win this series, okay, so we're not going to talk too much about that. KD is coming into his own. He looks very good. He looks very good. 32 and 12, I mean, uh, you can't ask for much more than that. Really fun. Nets look good. They're splashy. Now, can they win a title? I don't know if I'm going to be really honest with you. Ah, Just the assists are so low. These guys are really taking balls up and down the court making their own shots you know and I just don't know if that wins or has long-term success you know and giving up guys like Jared Allen you know your young core talent really great role players it's just something to pay attention to it's just something to pay attention to is all but hey man when you got your three leading scorers Katie hitting 32 Kyrie hitting 29 and James Harden hitting 21 it's it's really hard to beat that. And the the Tatum-led Celtics just can't compete. And it's a shame because Jalen Brown's out, and I would really like to see them with a full gambit of talent. However, it's not the way the NBA works, man. You know, this is not professional sport. Kemba Walker is disappointing, really disappointing. 31% from the field tonight. Jason Tatum hitting 30% from the field tonight. Like, this is inexcusable. Really inexcusable. So... I, it's just really boring. Um, it's a shame. So I expect this to probably go in four, if not a gentleman's sweep. And something crazy tonight that happened. Robert Williams, role player for the Celtics, nine blocks, which, what is that? I've never seen something like that before, nine blocks. So way to go, young man. Hustle ball, hustle ball. All right, so this brings us into our two concluding matters of the day. And that is quarterback tiers. 
Okay, I, I've been seeing a lot of my competitors. Yeah, I'm just going to say competitors. You are no longer friends. Talk about quarterback tiers, okay? Uh, free agency's over. Everyone's getting into projection ball. And, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun to talk projections, but I'm more into talking facts. So, you know what? The people ask for it. Here are my top three quarterback tiers. I don't want to talk about garbage. I'm not talking fourth tiers, fifth tiers, sixth tiers, okay? Top three tiers. So if you don't hear your quarterback name, you got issues. You got issues. And newsflash, a lot of guys got issues. A lot of guys got issues. All right. Or you're young and still relatively unproven, i.e., Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's not making my top three tiers. I just haven't seen him enough yet. I love him. I think he has all the potential in the world to be a tier one quarterback. But, you know, I got to stay I got to stay respected by my peers. So I'm just not going to include him quite yet. Although if I were to, he would be between the second and the third tier. A lot of fun. Really love Joe Burrow. All right. My number. I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to go in reverse order. So. This way, just just pay attention. Just pay attention. Like a countdown style. Countdown style. All right. Third tier. I have Derek Carr. Derek Carr is in my third tier. So S tier would be my top tier. They're A plus. And then I would move into my second tier would be A, B plus. And then B quarterbacks are in my third tier. And I think Derek Carr is a B quarterback. Okay, now I think he's gotten a rough shake in Oakland. If I'm be really honest with you, I don't think we've seen all that Derek Carr can be. I don't think Gruden loves him, so he hasn't really embraced him. However, I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr a lot. If I'm going to be really honest with you, especially when you pair him with an elite running game, which I think they could have this year. Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, they pick up some great offensive linemen, re-sign Colton Miller. I like the Alex Leatherwood draft pick. He's not at 17, but I I think they could be nice. I think they could be nice. Derek Carr, I expect him to make a step up. Now, who's he throwing to? Well, one guy, Darren Waller. Enough said. In my third tier also, Kyler Murray. I think he's held back. Honest to God, I think he's held back by Cliff Kingsbury. And the shame of it is, is I really like Kyler Murray. I I wouldn't have said this three years ago, but I like Kyler Murray. I think he's a fun player. He's a fun watch. And he's definitely in my third tier. A lot to prove. I think he could transcend into my second tier this upcoming year. Also in my third tier, Ryan Tannehill. I think this is his pinnacle, unfortunately, because I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan. I really like the Titans. I like the infrastructure that they've built in Tennessee. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Honest, they're running some really funky concepts. Now, their signal caller, Arthur Smith, has left. Matt LaFleur left. So let's see how dynamic that offense is uh, under this, what is this now, fourth year under Vrabes? Man, I'm having a lot of fun. I've always been pretty high on the Titans, so I like Ryan Tannehill, third tier. Comfortable saying that. Also in my third tier, Matt Ryan. I think these guys are all in the same category. So Matt Ryan coming to the end of his career, solid B quarterback, can still sling it across the field. Very, very pocket passer. Obviously, mobility concerns from day one. However, when you're throwing a Calvin Ridley, Kyler 
Kyler, Kyle Pitts, and obviously Julio Jones. I mean, come on, man. You got to easily be in that third tier. All right. Then my two last guys in the third tier, I've got Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. Yep. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz is in my third tier. I really think so. I love Carson Wentz. I don't need to really speak too much more on this. My boy Carson is a menace to society this year. Watch this man behind that offensive line with that rushing attack and those receivers and that defense. Watch out, AFC. That's all I got to say. Now, as far as my boy Dak Prescott's concerned, he's a teeter-totterer to me. I'm a, I, I, I have come around to Dak Prescott, okay? So has softened me up to the prospect of Dak Prescott, okay? So don't hate on me. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I like Dak this year. I think he's got a gambit of weapons to play around with. CeeDee Lamb coming into his own. Obviously, Michael Gallup. Amari Cooper, I think Zeke doesn't have two terrible years in a row. And then, of course, the offensive line is uh, probably on its last leg. But I know this for sure. That defense is going to be better. They're going to put the offense in better situations. And with that, I think Dak wins a lot of football games this year. Not as many as Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Washington football team. However, I think they win a lot of football games this year. All right, this brings me into my second tier, my A tier. I got four guys, so start doing the math here, guys. Uh, not a whole lot of quarterbacks left to talk about, okay? A lot of guys getting left out. Pay attention. First, not in any order, but just the first guy I'm naming in my second tier, Matt Stafford. I've always been very high on Matthew Stafford. Now, should he probably be in my third tier at this point? Yeah. I'm going to have to say so, but I'm high on him. And I think he himself will have a very good year. Now, this will get into my third topic of the day, stories to watch. However, I do believe that Matthew Stafford will have a rebound resurgent year. I've, I will almost call it an MVP caliber year. I will almost call it an MVP caliber year. So pay attention to this one. Second in my... A tier or second tier would be Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about this. Obviously, with all of the allegations, speculation, criminal, civil charges that are coming against him. But if we're just talking about his play type, guy's very talented. Very talented. Now, I think there are certain limitations to his game. See, a true, real thrower of the football. Man, he just... Is not a very polished thrower of the football. Very great thrower of the football. But I'm talking, is he in that S tier, in that A++ tier? I don't know. So he's a great thrower of the football, but there are still limitations to his game. And that's what separates that A tier from this B tier or this second tier is that. Brings me to my third guy, Tom Brady. He's in my second tier, age. That's the limitation, and obviously mobility. Age and mobility at this point. Now, do I still believe him to be the most, well, obviously intelligent quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. By and large, by and far, this is the most intelligent, most hardcore, clutch, whatever you want to call it, razor-sharp quarterback still in the NFL today. 
And that is Tom Brady. Brings me into my fourth guy in the second tier. And the last guy in my second tier, Josh Allen. Now, again, there's that distinction between the A tier and the B tier, first tier and the second tier. Is there still limitations to his games? Questions that need to be answered. Was last year a fluke? Well, he's getting Brian Dable back, so hopefully it's not a fluke. However, was it a flash in a plan? As my co-host so believes, he's not as high on the Bills as I am. I'm very high on the Bills still, so stay tuned to this one. But I like Josh Allen a whole bunch, a whole bunch. All right, this brings me into, well, my A tier, my number one tier. There are three guys in this number one tier. And I'm going to hurt a lot of feelings here, but maybe there's some guys I've already covered that you thought were in the one tier. Sorry, Chief. I got three guys. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. In no particular order, I think you can order those guys one, two, three in your own liking. However, we're going to start with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is the probable best quarterback in the NFL as it stands today. Talented to a fault. It is hard to find pitfalls in his game. Maybe in terms of, I mean, we can look last year. He threw the most turnover-worthy balls weeks 8 through 16. So maybe that's something to be concerned about. But, hey, man, when you're still making Super Bowls, I, I just, it's hard to count you out. It's hard to count you out. Russell Wilson. I, some guys have him as the very best quarterback in the NFL, and I'm, I wouldn't disagree with them vehemently. However, probably not the best. He is top three. 1A, 1B, 1C, whatever way you want to rank him. Very talented. I, I'm, I've always been very high on Russell Wilson, though, so this comes as no shock. Let Russ cook. Was the deserved MVP of last season before, obviously, our third guy, Aaron Rodgers, stole that award from him. But Russ's play decreased a little bit towards the latter half of the season. I think that could be due to play calling as it was a very home run oriented offense. Brings me into my third guy, Aaron Rodgers. Great until proven not great, and that's where I'm at. You know, Matt Gudenkins, you can do your own thing. You can bet on the demise of Aaron Rodgers. I'll I'll book it once I see it, you know, and that's the position that I'm going to stay at is that I'll book it once I see it. However, until then, until that day comes, he's still rightfully so in that first tier. MVP, reigning MVP of the NFL goes kind of without saying. So those are my three tiers. I'll run through them again. First tier, Aaron, Russ, Mahomes. Second tier, Josh Allen, Brady, Watson, Stafford. Fourth tier, Wentz, Dak, Ryan, Tannehill, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Did I rank Derek Carr ahead of Lamar Jackson? You're dang right I did. Also with him, Justin Herbert. You can have him. You can have him. I won too much money gambling sports last year. I know what I'm talking about. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Lamar Jackson and that boy Justin Herbert, couple of bums out of my face. All right. This brings me into my last topic of the day. Very last thing we're going to talk about. I know. Don't cry because I'll be back next week. 
at baby. I'm gonna be on that beach. Yeah, that's right. Hardly any hesitation. Taking a vacation. Stories to watch for this upcoming NFL season. Stories I will be watching. Are these all the stories you're going to be watching, Billy? Absolutely not. Don't ask stupid questions. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Stories I'm going to be watching. I'm going to cover four real quickly. In and out. Quick episode is what you wanted. People wanted shorter episodes. I said, yeah, I got you. I got you. Carson Wentz to the Colts. Ah, man, I'm already feeling the heat on me. Backlash, why don't you back off? Carson Wentz to the Colts. They could win an AFC. Am I crazy to say that? Maybe. I'm very high on Carson Wentz. I'm very high on Mr. Coach Wright. I really think they've built a very nice roster. Getting guys like Quiddy Pay. Hey, this could be a very fun team to watch come this fall. Carson Wentz to the Colts. They win their division. And they make an AFC championship appearance. Colts Bills? I don't know. You do the math. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. We know Trevor Lawrence is starting day one. We know Zach Wilson is starting day one. And I don't think it's a reach to say Mac Jones might not see the field this season. However, we know that Trey Lance and Justin Fields are seeing the field this season. They're not starting day one. But they will be playing some football games come this November. So, I think these two guys are going to be linked for the rest of their NFL careers. They are under unique and 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 funky play callers, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Nagy, respectively. I think these two respective head coaches and offensive signal callers will be putting these guys into some incredible play schemes. I think with that running game that Trey Lance is going to have in San Francisco, he's going to have a lot of success, immediate success, that is, seeing as he can lean on the to, to carry him into some cheap wins. Whereas my boy Justin Fields doesn't have that luxury. Hey, no hate on my boy David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, but that is not the running monster. That is in San Francisco. Also behind perennial all-pro left tackle Trent Williams with a host of of toolsy talents on that offensive end. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brennan Ayuk. I I mean, come on. We know who got the better offense. We know who got the better offense. So Justin Fields is going to be carrying this weight a lot on his own. And I'm excited to see it. I think this young man is going to blossom under pressure. I just hope that they don't start him week one. Don't throw him into the lion's den. Let Andy Dalton get chewed up. That's what you hired him for. That's what you signed him for. They get chewed up. Take those lumps. Save your boy Justin Fields. Come week eight. Then we'll see what the NFL had so wrongly, so wrongly defined about my boy Justin Fields. Come at you. Hail. Brings me to my third topic. I think the L.A. Rams are going to have a step back this year. Now, is Matt Stafford going to have a step back this year? No. I think Matt Stafford's going to play his tail off. However, I just think this Sean McVay thing is going to be a little bit drowsy this season. I mean, Tutu Atwell was your first pick. 
I just don't know about this one, man. I just don't know about it. Their identity seems to be confused. They lose their defensive signal caller, Brennan Staley, to the Chargers as he is their new head coach. And just to be real honest with you, I, I just don't know what's going on here. I really don't. I know Matt Stafford is great. Other than that, will they be creative? Yeah. But who are they throwing to? Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell. They lose their starting tight end to the Seahawks up north. I mean, I just really don't know the identity of this team. And this is something that so is preached as well. That the Rams are going to have a little bit of a drowsy season this year. Start slow, discombobulated. Now, I do think Stafford will be an MVP conversation, but that'll be on his own account, by his own behalf. This brings me into my fourth topic. Another negative. I think the Chiefs have a little bit of a hangover this year. Now, oh my gosh, they still have Patrick Mahomes. The, the offensive line is great there, Bill. Yes, I, I'm aware. The hangover I'm talking about here is losing five games. I'm not talking about losing the division. I'm just saying, are they going to be the by and far, by and away NFL favorite going into the offseason? I don't know. And that in itself is a little bit of a hangover. It's a little bit of a a little bit of a recession. They will decrease in potential this upcoming NFL season. Guys are a year older. Another year of hits. I get it, man. Guys are well, a little bit more akin to Andy Reid's play calling. We've got more tape on Patrick Mahomes. Not saying that you could study enough tape to capture Patrick Mahomes, but guys are speeding up in the NFL, and that's all I'm saying. Guys are getting younger, less expensive, while your team's getting older and more expensive. That's all I'm saying. I do like Nick Bolton, the picket backer. Great pick for Spagnuolo's defense. However, I still do believe the Kansas City Chiefs do have a little bit of a hangover this season. All right. So that covers it. This is hardly any hesitation. My name's Fro. And, hey, if you're still listening, well, first off, God bless you. Thank you for listening to this program. But drop a comment. Drop a like. Follow, comment, subscribe. Give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And, and, and write that it's because of the Fro you know. That's why you leave a five-star comment. Forget that guy. Ha. What? What's his name? So, yeah, forget him. It's all about Fro, baby. Nah, I'm just playing. I love that guy. My right-hand man. Co-partners, co-equals in this organization. Anyways, this has been the Fro you know. Hardly any hesitation. We'll catch you next episode, baby bears. All right.